listeners, welcome once again to Wisdom Within, the podcast for all those living with mental health conditions and all the wonderful folks who care about us. My name is Kathy Serline. I am your humble pod hostess and peer support human, guiding guiding you through yet another episode of the podcast here with our support dogs, Bella and Biggs. Bella is definitely having some snoring issues today, so if you hear her, that's her howdy to you. Um, today's episode is going to focus on kind of a difficult topic. Um, we're going to be talking about coping with bereavement and grief and loss when you already live with depression. Although a lot of these um, support tools and, and suggestions really are for everyone. Those of us who live with uh, chronic depression and other similar uh, similar conditions, um, we it's not that we struggle more when we lose someone; um, we struggle differently. So, uh, but but very much the same, and yet um, we may see uh, some of our old issues return to the forefront that we thought we had dealt with and so forth. So um, we're going to take a look today at coping with bereavement and loss when you already live with depression. And um, this has been prompted by a very recent loss um, for me uh, and for people that I care very much about, um, a very fine woman that uh, I've known since I was nine years old. And at many points of my life, she was more uh, of a mom to me than the one that I had been estranged from. Um, It's been a very difficult time for her family, um, and this is something that I'm doing today um, for them, for me, and for anyone else out there who may be struggling with, with grief and loss. So we will uh, invite you to, uh, you know, get on the comfy couch or uh, put your feet up, uh, curl up with a nice blankie or a nice cup of tea, uh, and, and let's see if we can try and work through some of this together. So if you'll bear with us for just a moment, we're going to come right back with our episode on how the heck do we cope with bereavement and loss when we already have depression. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be right back with you. Stay tuned, friends. So we're talking today about coping with the loss of a loved one when you already have depression. Sadly, grief is something we all face at some point in our lives. Grief can be caused not only by someone's death, but also by other circumstances, losing a job, losing a longtime pet, the deterioration of our own health, uh, moving from our home of many years, or a longtime relationship ending. The effects of grief are very similar in all of those circumstances. But when we are already coping with depression, the added pressure of dealing with a, such a loss can very much seem too much to bear. We're going to look at the ways we cope with grief and try to give you some tools to help you through 
of this difficult time. Everyone's response to grief is different, but there are many common experiences that we share when we lose someone close to us. Those can include uh, psychological uh, experiences of denial, sadness, anger, resentment, irritability, mood swings, uh, guilt, difficulty concentrating, feelings of failure. There can also be physical experiences when we're grieving, uh, like sleep problems uh, resulting in fatigue, uh, weight loss or weight gain, uh, blurred vision, headaches, aching limbs, breathlessness, dry mouth, uh, also some behavioral uh, experience, things we experience like withdrawal or avoidance, uh, a loss of appetite or excessive appetite, uh, some real difficulty in making sometimes even the simplest of decisions, let alone some of the complex ones we have to make when someone near to us dies. Um, other behavioral uh, experiences uh, during loss can also include, you know, that we really seek reassurance from others, uh, or we could be um, behaving in an aggressive manner at times, or we might even be self-medicating with alcohol or other um, other stimulants. So one of the first things we need to realize is that all of these symptoms and many others are normal. There is no right way or even wrong way to cope with grief. Your body has received a huge shock, your body and mind, and many of the reactions, particularly the physical ones, are, are our body's natural fight or flight re reflex kicking in there. Um, by knowing that our reactions are normal and that they will pass, it can make it easier to cope with the process. Of course it's going to be painful and nothing we do or say or anyone else does or says is going to take that away. Life will forever be changed. However, you will, in time, learn to accept a new normal and the pain will ease. There are many um, things to think about and, and as far as ways we can help ourselves or seek help during um, a, a really difficult time of grief and loss. It's important that you are being kind to yourself during this process, as at all times in life. Um, give yourself time. Don't expect to feel better quickly. If your body had experienced a major trauma, like a car accident or some other major illness, you would expect that it would take time to heal. And our mind is no different. And grief is a major traumatic event. So um, we encourage you to allow yourself to feel the sadness, feel the shock, feel the anger, feel the loneliness, 
by accepting these types of feelings, you're giving yourself permission to grieve and the feelings then do not build up inside you. This can help alleviate some of the physical symptoms such as the fight or flight response that can begin to disperse. Talk with people about how you are feeling. Um, scream or shout if you need to. Cry. Remind yourself always when these things are occurring that this is normal and in time this will pass. Don't feel that you have to be strong, quote-unquote, or move on, quote-unquote, in a set time. Your grief is your own, and you will experience it differently from anyone else. That's okay. We often have regrets when we lose someone close to us. We wish we'd have spent more time with them. There was something we should have or shouldn't have said. Um, we may also feel guilty over our own reactions to loss or death. We may feel a sense of relief that someone who has been in huge, in huge pain uh, and really suffering, that they have reached their end and they are no longer suffering. Um, we can feel guilty about that. We can feel guilty if we're not crying or not being sad enough for, or if we're having moments of joy or laughter in remembering stories or funny times with these great people. Um, these feelings are just part of the process of grief and we need to be able to accept them and to talk about them and be able to forgive ourselves. We cannot change the past, but by accepting these grief feelings and these feelings of loss as a normal stage of our grief, we are going to be able to move forward. We'll be back in just a moment as we continue exploring uh, surviving periods of grief when you already live with depression. Back in just a moment. So we're looking at more ways we can try to help ourselves when we are experiencing the loss of a loved one uh, and we already live with depression. Although these things are important to think about for even folks who are not uh, living with a mental health condition. But for folks like me who live with chronic conditions, uh, it can be very helpful to um, kind of explore these types of things and and uh, get good information about uh, all the different possibilities and to understand that whatever your grief experience is for you, that it's okay. You are normal. Um, things that we can do to help ourselves um, uh, if we're able to, um, to remember that routine is important. When we experience grief, we can totally close down. We may stop doing any of the things we normally, normally do. And that is absolutely okay. We need time to recover. However, it is important to keep some sort of routine. 
try to eat at regular times. Put an alarm on your watch or your whatever your gizmo of choice. Um, set alarms to help yourself remember. Um, try to go to bed and get up at your normal times, even if you are struggling to sleep. Um, try to see other people or talk with other people. Try to get outdoors at least once a day, even if it is just in your own backyard for a few minutes. Um, the longer you give yourself in the fresh air, the more beneficial it is. I'm a firm believer in that. Um, something else to think about is letting others in, allowing others to help you when you are struggling with loss. When you lose someone close to you, people will offer you help. It's, it's, it makes total sense to utilize that. You can ask people to come and keep you company, um, cook meals for you or with you or help you with your shopping, uh, helping with cleaning or, or helping with walking your dog. The list is endless. And often people really want to be of help during these times, but they don't know what to do for you because everyone, everyone's needs are different. Um, and it's okay for you if you're the one struggling to reach out to people and be specific. If you need help with a particular uh, task, ask someone. It's okay. And people will be happy to do something that's going to be helpful for you when you're struggling so much. The same as you would want to do for them if they were experiencing grief and loss. So um, it's okay when you're in the shoes and walking the walk of grief to reach out to others for help as you would uh, reach out to them if you wanted to help them through a period of loss. Um, maybe I'm not quite saying that right, but I think you're getting my point. Um, and sometimes um, we have to get creative. Sometimes you need to do something tangible to help you explore your feelings. You're, you may be really struggling with a million thoughts a minute. It's a, it's a great um, venting tool. It's a great creative tool to write it out, write a journal or write uh, a letter to um, your loved ones, telling them the things you want to say to them, whether it's someone who's still living or the person who's gone. Um, create um, a, a special photo album. Um, if you're an artist, paint or draw the person or something that was important to them. As you continue, continue to move through your own process of grief, you may find you want to get involved in a charity or a cause that was important to your loved one as a way of keeping that connection alive. However, saying that, if a loved one has died from cancer, for example, it's also okay not to want to have anything further to do with it as the memories might be too painful. Wanting to move on from that horrific experience is perfectly normal. Whatever you choose to do is going to be the right thing for you. 
It's important also, though, to just be aware of the potential for triggers. Even when we have processed our grief and have figured out and are living our new normal, so to speak, things can happen. Things that trigger feelings and reactions around the grief process again, whether it's a birthday or an anniversary um, or milestones. All these things can make that initial feeling of grief really feel raw again. And it's important that we make plans ahead for those types of days. Um, try not to spend them alone. Do something to celebrate the person you have lost. And try to get your mind around accepting that those days and the days around them are going to be hard. And know that it will also pass. Again, not wanting to mark the day is also normal. Grief is a very personal emotion. And it's important to, to do what is really right for you. It is also important, though, to really try not to be alone at these times, or at least not all the time. Um, remember that healing your grief does not mean forgetting your loved one. They will always be there. I know I have told my own children, when I go, don't worry, I'm still going to be right on your shoulder, cheering you on and loving you and smacking you upside the head if I think you need it. Um, that's, that's just me. Um, but I know a lot of other parents feel the same way of grown children. Um, and many grief counselors will use metaphors when they're, if you end up working with a grief, grief counselor. Um, one is the metaphor of dropping a pebble into a pond. When you first experience grief, um, it's like when you first drop a pebble into the pond. The ripples are very strong and they're close together. And so those waves of grease, grief seem to be continual in the beginning. But then as, the, as time passes, the ripples get wider apart. And our, it's like our, our periods of grief can get wider apart. But the emotions are still felt very strongly. Even when the surface of the pond is calm, or when our surface is calm, the pebble is still in there, but the pond is now forever changed from how it once was. This becomes your new normal. You will always miss your loved one, but the old adage of time being a healer is so, so true. In time, we do learn to move forward with our own lives, even though we have that grief and that we, and, and we live with um, ongoing um, periods of, of dealing with that grief. Um, but what if it all gets too much? The stages we all go through are normal, and the only way through them is to experience them. For some people, it takes a lot longer than for other people, and that's 
normal too. Finding a support group might help you to speak to others who understand your feelings and who realize um, and to realize that you yourself are not alone. Um, but very rarely we get stuck in the cycle of grief and we might need some help to come through it. Um, if the feelings of numbness, sadness, anger, and so on don't begin to ease over time, or if they in fact increase in intensity, it's worth speaking to your doctor about it or contacting a grief counselor to help you sort through these feelings. You might want to speak to, with someone if you're having regular intense feelings about things like, I should have died too, or instead of my loved one, or if you are repeatedly blaming yourself somehow and you're not able to rationalize those feelings, or if you're feeling just numb or just disconnected for more than a few weeks, or if you are turning heavily to drink or to drugs to try to cope with your loss, um, if, you're, if you're just feeling unable to perform your usual activities. Um, always a great first step to talk to your doctor. We recommend that on every episode, no matter what our topic is, talk with your doctor. Um, and they may recommend to you talking with a grief counselor as well. Uh, it's important to remember that many counselors often recommend that you allow yourself a good six months between bereavement and then maybe seeking uh, talk therapy. Uh, as crying and sadness are perfectly normal and necessary reactions, although there isn't a hard and fast rule about six months. I mean, you know if you're really not struggling and really not um, sensing any ease up in things. Um, talk therapy will not make you not miss someone, but it may help you to process and to clarify um, the emotions that you're having and help you to be able uh, to function more in ways that are more helpful. Um, but you know your own feelings. And if you're struggling to cope, especially if you have a history of depression or if you live with chronic depression, it's always worth checking in with your doctor so that they can help you gauge how you are managing. Losing a loved one, loved one is always hard. Uh, nobody will be able to take that away for you. You will cry. You will mourn. You will shout. You may scream. But slowly, slowly you will find that your tears are falling less frequently that more and more often you're able to smile at a happy memory, to laugh at a joke you once shared, and the pain, although it's still there, gradually lessens. Um, but until you get to that stage, when you start to see the light and know 
that it's going to be okay, that you are going to be okay. Remind yourself that your reactions are normal. You are normal. You are going to be okay. Until then, at this time in your life, more than ever, keep practicing your self-care and know that you are not alone. So I want to dedicate this episode today to an amazing woman, um, Denise Mulvihill, who passed away last week at the age of 82 um, from that horrible uh, pancreatic cancer. Um, she only <clears throat> she was diagnosed three weeks before she passed, so it was uh, a very difficult and hard ending for her and for her family to experience with her. Um, and my heart just goes out to anyone who is fighting the cancer battle or, ha or who has lost someone to cancer. Um, <clears throat> this particular woman, though, not only was she just an amazing human, she was a profound human. She had done things in her life that uh, the rest of us wouldn't dare to do. She was the first nurse midwife in the state of Florida. She has brought thousands of babies. Uh, at one point in her career, the governor of the state of Florida asked her to go to this very underserved area in the state um, where the population was mostly, mostly migrant and um, they were uh, very neglected as far as prenatal care, as far as postnatal care, um, so the governor asked her to go there, and she did. She picked up her young daughters, and she moved um, to this uh, northern part of the state that is not, you know, it's not where Disney World is. It's not, it's not where any of the fun stuff is. It's um, heavily migrant population, and she cared for them as well as she would care for anyone. And the things that she accomplished in her life, um, she just never ceased to amaze me. She was there for me. She was there for my kids when they were younger. Um, she has been mom to several spare children and uh, her own daughters whom she raised alone um, could not have loved their mother more. Um, they were just so, so close, all of them. And my heart just goes out to them and all of the people who cared so much about Denise. Um, so I just want to dedicate this episode to her, and um, my heart goes out to any of you who are suffering with loss and grief and bereavement during this time. Um, so we hope that some of this episode may have been helpful for you, uh, or that you may have heard some things that you think might be helpful to share with someone else, and we uh, encourage you to do so. Um, so I just wanted to put in this short snippet about this amazing woman. And there are a million things I could have told you about her, but none of it would have been enough. None of it would have done her justice. Um, and to know now that she is just um, 
a part of us and will go on with us in our hearts um, and probably on our shoulders as I uh, am prone to telling my children that when I go, there I'll be right with you the whole way. Um, and I, I, you know, the day I found out that she passed, um, <clears throat> it was kind of late in the day and that evening, um, my husband who was just exhausted had fallen asleep early and I happened to have on PBS <clears throat> and that program came on, uh, on call the midwife, which I had heard about, but I had never seen before. And that particular episode, um, I felt like it was a gift from her that somehow that's what was put right in front of me the day that, um, I found out she was gone and it just, um, it brought so much back to me, so many memories of her, um, and things that she would, that she would say in life, um, and encouraging all of us on in life. So, um, Denise, I loved you and I wish you safe journey, good woman. And, uh, we are the sorrier that, that you have left us, but we are so much the better for having had you as such a wonderful part of our lives. And so with that, dear friends, it comes time for us to close out another episode. We thank you for joining us today. We encourage you on your journey. You will check out our other episodes, or if you'd like to give us feedback, we encourage you to do so. You can reach us via our actual podca- podcast production site on Anchor FM if you download that app. Uh, you can check out the podcast on that site and directly voice message us. You can tweet us at Wisdom Within or at Kathleen Sirline, or you can check in with us. Uh, we have a website as well, wisdomwithinweb.com, if you'd like to reach out to us there. As always, we thank you for your time. We thank you for sharing us, for those of you who do that, um, and we appreciate all the kind feedback that we've received so far. We do also take constructive criticism, though, so please feel free if that's what's on your mind to share. Um, we will be with you again soon for another episode. And we are just so grateful that you, that you continue to tune in and um, be part of the uh, ongoing process of growth and learning and supporting each other that we try to do here at Wisdom Within. Thanks, friends. We'll talk to you soon.